to the show. I'm Cannon. This is my Fence Life Live. Uh, just real quick, I'd like to invite you to uh, go to YouTube, if you will, subscribe to our channel. Uh, we also have a brand new Facebook page, My Fence Life. Uh, find us on there. You can see all the shows and content. Uh, but anyways, we got a really good show tonight. We got a special guest. Uh, but first, I'll introduce myself. I'm Cannon Johnson. Uh, West Tennessee, Jackson, Tennessee area. Uh, I run and uh, own Jackson Fence Company here, uh, and I'm a fence guy. So, welcome to the show. All right, man. I'm Dan Blanc, Fence King. Uh, we're just outside of New Orleans, just north of it on the North Shore, and uh, own a company called Fence King. And uh, we got tonight, Mr. Nathan Downs. What's going on, Nathan? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's up, guys? Hey, Nathan Downs here, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, husband, father of two beautiful children. Uh, I'm actually the commercial and access control manager over at Empire Fence out of Tulsa. Uh, we like to call it the Empire Fence for some of our friends up north that may have the same name. And uh, yeah, man, <laughs> just excited to be with you guys here tonight for sure. Hopefully, share something that uh, everybody can learn a little something tonight and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, Heck I yeah. got my sales guy watching tonight. I'm like, man, you need to watch this so maybe you can take something away from what Nathan's going to share because um, we need all the help we can to sell jobs. So, listen, I met Nathan, and Dan, you may be the same situation. Uh, I met Nathan for the first time uh, at the other – is that fair, the other Empire Fence? That's yeah. fair enough. Uh, north, <laughs> north of Tulsa, north Oklahoma. Empire Fence. <laughs> yeah, so um, – so I met Nathan, uh, what's it been, two months ago, maybe? Yeah. Roughly? Yeah, about yeah. two months ago. And so uh, I, was, I, was, I was impressed. I was like, man, this guy is a powerhouse. You know, that's kind of, he had this energy and this vibe about him. And uh, I guess Dan probably felt the same way. And Dan and Nathan linked up and look at who we got on the show. And I'm excited about this. <laughs> yeah, man, I met him in uh, Nebraska when we were at the other Empire Fence. And everybody was taking classes and stuff, and I wasn't there for any classes. I was sitting at a table working, and he was on the other end of the table and got to talking, and here we are. So uh, I hit him up, and I'm like, hey, man, what what do you think you can um, give to the fencing community to make us better? Because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to make you know our teams better, our companies better, our industry better, to where we can be recognized as uh, an actual trade. And not just a chuck in the truck, you know, Absolutely. two guys on the saw. And he said, man, I got I got this sales technique I've been using for years. Uh, he's got an acronym for it. And he's like, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to share that. And maybe some people can take away from it. Yeah. So send me over some. Let's look at it. He sent it over. And I'm like, I'm down. Let's do it. So what you got, man? Talk to us. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. So, man, where to start? There's so many different things. You know, I've been, I've been in sales pretty much since since college age, right? Um, I actually got into the fence industry in 2006. Uh, I was working over at Ameristart um, Fence Products at the time, now Perimeter Security, and uh, actually was hired there to be a lead generator for their business development group, and uh, did that for about six months. And one of the uh, uh, regional sales managers. I had to sit right next to his desk, right? It was really funny. And he came up one day about six months in and he goes, uh, hey, Nathan, um, you're really pounding those phones over there, but it doesn't seem like you're getting a lot of traction. You want to come over here and make some real money? 
And uh, his name is Scott Glasgow. And I said, yeah, Scott, you know, let's make some cash. And uh, that we did. Um, you know, just had lots of success over the years. At Ameristar, worked on a real, lot of really cool projects, won awards, all that jazz, of course. And, man, just learned so much. Had a great team over there. Um, left there in 2013. Actually went to um, help a startup company here in Tulsa called Fence Track. Um, some of you guys have probably seen yeah. it. Most of yeah. you are probably learning more about it. Um, and helped my buddy Brett really kind of get that thing off the ground. So all of the original like marketing materials and sales things, like everything that he had since the day he started, I was fortunate enough to help him make that. It was a brainchild of um, himself and, and myself and his father, Cliff. And uh, man, you know, we just uh, had a lot of success there. Unfortunately, when you're starting a, a manufacturing company, you don't have a lot of money. Um, so quickly, uh, one of the uh, oldest fence companies in Tulsa, Allied Fence, and called me uh, to be the sales manager over there. I took that position, uh, did that for a couple of years. And then my good friend, Nathan Nelson, um, said that Empire Fence uh, in Tulsa, who's the largest uh, residential fence builder up in the northeast part of the state, at the time, six years ago, uh, he was like, hey, man, we want to expand. We want to do something different. And he's like, you're kind of the guy to do that. And I said, oh, I appreciate that. And so six years ago, I came on board over at Empire, helped my buddy here. We've uh, grown the company three times over. Um, it's pretty pretty good for a company that started in 1955. So the uh, massive amount of success that Nathan was able to have with Grandpa's foundation and vision and stuff like that, man, we've just really uh, done a lot over the last five years, especially. And it's, it's exciting to see where we're at and stuff. A couple of years ago, I also started... Uh, radius perimeter security, um, which I do a lot of cameras, a lot of high tech stuff. Um, I'm a techie guy. A lot of the people watching, or they're going to listen to this later on the podcast that know me in the fence industry, know that I love the technology end of it. And uh, man, just really being progressive with a lot of solar technologies, really getting my hands involved with um, some of those things. I love to do that. So that's kind of like my free time aspect, the cameras and all that stuff like that. It just kind of seemed like it went hand in hand with what yeah. we did you know, during the day. So, um, man, we just, we've been blessed and, uh, man, I'm just honored to be with you guys. And like I said, hopefully we can share some stuff that I've learned over, oh man, I think 17, 18 years ago, a system that I learned that I've absolutely utilized and abused over the years, um, training my own guys and my own teams and people that I would come in contact with, but using it just for success on how to deal with people, how to talk to people, correctly and, and engage and connect with them, you know, on a man, on a level that a lot of people wouldn't expect from, especially from someone that maybe is just a fence guy or a gate guy or something yeah. like that. So, uh, so, so your fence career started with the Maristar. Yes. Now, how, how long ago was that? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to connect the dots here. It, it was a while ago, 2013. So I think we're what, eight years ago. That wasn't that long ago. Man. That's so, what was your, what was your, what, what did you, uh, who was Nathan Downs prior to the fence world? Uh, man, I was, you know, Ameristar was really kind of my breakout thing. I had had some good success already in sales. Like I said, coming out of college, um, I was working in the uh, finance industry selling like insurance and mortgages. And, uh, that's actually where I, I learned the system and, uh, man made some great money. Um, I just kind of got burned out, um, you know, with the with the grind of some of the prospecting and stuff like that. 
And then on, before that, I was a mechanic when I was a kid coming out of co- or high school. Um, I was really big into cars. I, I started my first business when I was 17, and we made race cars, funny enough. Um, so our big uh, claim to fame in Tulsa area was we worked on a lot of forced induction stuff before that became cool. So for those of you that aren't familiar with cars and, and stuff, that's uh, like turbochargers, superchargers. And that kind of stuff. So I was pretty techie on that end. Uh, we actually like would design and build like in like I do the math and map out all this stuff. And we'd make, I mean, we made some fast cars. I mean, we we had a my my good friend Tim, uh, who was the muscle uh, of the group. Um, you know, we made a eight second uh, street legal uh, Camaro, nineteen ninety four Camaro. And uh, man, this is like I'm. This is like two thousand three, two thousand four. They, they, there wasn't any cars going eight seconds back then. Now they all go eight seconds. It's freaking sick. I'm, I'm, I'm like, cars go ten seconds. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, we had a parachute on our Camaro that we drive down to Walmart. I mean, you know, we're, it was, it was crazy. I mean, we, we had a good time. <laughs> so you mentioned, you mentioned solar. I want to touch on that solar. Um, you're doing a lot with solar? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, um, I was fortunate to even do some, uh, like, prelim beta testing uh, with some places like Cellgate on how to make their, their, uh, like, call boxes, how to run those off of a pure solar setup and stuff like that. And it's My whole yard is is ran off of solar. I got solar floodlights. I got solar ring ring, uh, cameras. Yeah. We've even got solar panels feeding a marine battery that feeds a jet pack. To give me right. Wi-Fi, right. we got two of those in our yard. Runs all our cameras, runs all our lights. Man, you pull up in there at night, it lights up like a football field, and it's all solar. That's not a, awesome. Not a lick of electricity, man. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. I think a lot of people don't understand how far that technology's come because you hear about it and now. All the other technologies are really kind of, especially the green technologies, are kind of coming up. But man, I mean, solar is still like the heart and soul of what that does, the, how you capture the power of the sun. And all you got to do is have the batteries in the right capacity to run whatever, you know, whatever you want to run off of it. And figure yeah. that out. Again, it's that. I mean, so if you can figure it out, I mean, hell, the, uh, uh, Amarok is a partner of mine and they do the electric guard dog fence. If you guys have heard of that and uh, man, dude, Amarok, all their systems are ran off of solar and we've done some with them where we'll put up, you know, 4,000 feet of chain link and all this stuff. These cats will come in behind and put a solar electric fence up, and it works every time. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Uh, and I think anybody that discounts solar, um, you, you really need to talk to some people that have actually done it. Or, or damn like yourself, where you've been able to utilize the technology and kind of make it work for you. You know, that's that's really what I've been interested in on that end of it, for sure. Yeah. So... Can we move into sales now? I want to talk. Yeah. To, I, w- I want to talk about getting people to sign checks, and I want to talk about money. All right, <laughs> sign contracts, sign checks. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And Nathan, I hear that might be your specialty. Look, you've got some charisma to you, and I can see why that might be your specialty. Uh, and and listen, guys, if you're with us tonight, uh, do us a favor, drop a comment below. Say, hey, I'm here. I'm watching from Washington D.C. Let us know who you are and where you're from. Uh, yep. But look, Nathan has some cool points and what i want to tell you is grab yourself a notebook grab yourself an ink pen uh he's kind of given us uh just a just a just a snippet of it 
and I'm yeah. impressed. Okay. Um, so I, I do want to preface this. So, so Nathan Downs, your job at, at Empire Fence, your primary job is a salesperson, right? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah, I run a lot of the different aspects of our company as far as uh, everything like scheduling and I also do my own operations and project management and stuff like that. But the meat and potatoes is sales and, and working through that. Yeah. So he's 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 walking the walk. All right. So he's he's not just got this idea. He does it for a living. Right. Absolutely. All right. So so before we dive in and, and, and if I overstep, just say, hey, man, I got this. All right. But before we dive in, you've got this real fancy system, and I'm freaking amazed by it, okay? Tell us this, though. Before you get involved with that customer, what's the process? What is it? What should it look like if, if, if we're building a company and somebody calls Jackson Fence, what do we want to happen? Do we want them to call this salesperson directly or somebody else? And if they call somebody else, how does that information get funneled and channeled to the salesperson? Uh, that's a great question, Cannon. So I think the most important thing for any of our companies, whether you decide to automate your system coming in and how you're getting the leads, or you actually have a physical person, because you know that's a whole other conversation. We probably have a two-hour conversation on, on that process and and why you should do one or the other. But um, however you bring in the calls and answer the calls and funnel them in to actually create your lead itself. Um, you got to have a system in place. Um, yeah. You've got to have something where you can capture the information and get it out to the appropriate team members. Um, most often, uh, most companies, especially once you start, if you're not an owner operator yourself, um, you're going to have a receptionist, you're going to have an office manager, someone answering the phone, maybe someone doing scheduling or kind of loosely doing scheduling or at least capturing information. Uh, a lot of companies are utilizing um different things on their websites you know i've done that many times using uh programs like the my salesman technology um mm -hmm. to kind of qualify leads and, and different things like that but i think having a process in place i think having a script in place uh, especially for people maybe that don't know the technical aspects of the business that's completely fine because most people want to ask more questions potentially and we'll get into that in a second with the different personality types right but they want to ask more questions just to feel comfortable with who they're talking to on the phone to understand and give themselves some sense of like, is this company credible? Right. And it's amazing. It doesn't matter if you've been in business for one week or you've been in business for 60 years, how you come across on the phone again, whether it's automated or in person is vital to your lifeblood of your business. And I think having scripts, especially coming from the owner or someone engaged with that on a day-to-day -day basis to create like a workflow to go through for information capturing, um, that's vital. It can be very simple. Um, I've done it in systems before where um, I've had my wife answer the phone before. Yep. And it's very simple. She don't know nothing about fence, but that girl knows how I talk about fence, right? So right. she can go through and just say, hey, I know what he needs for this. Bam. Yeah. You know, at our office here at Empire, um, we have a couple ladies that they are very like we have got a very specific list of things that we want to ask. Um, like, does your project have tear out does it, does it, like vegetation issues, all these things. So by the time the salesman even gets the lead, we have such a broad like a, like the, the paintbrush has been painted on the canvas and we already have colors. So we kind of know what we're dealing with before we even step into the uh, arena with that customer. Yeah, that's that's how we work, man. Kirsten's got a 
She's got a script. She doesn't even read it anymore. She knows. Right. Tear down. What kind of porthole you are. Which way you want your fence facing. And yeah. Out. Yeah. So, <clears throat> by the time it makes it to Dylan or makes it to Zach, they'll call him up and say, Oh, I see you talked to my assistant and you've already told her this, this, and this. And we've already got their house pulled up on our virtual fence designer and stuff. And we're looking at property lines and we're like, okay, well, yeah, we, we're measuring it right now while we're talking. And people are freaked out by it. But having that, having that script and knowing what to ask is a big, big part of setting your salesman up for success. You know, Dan, that's awesome you say that because one of the things I learned from, uh, not directly from Eddie Gibbs and Ameristar, but just working for him, uh, Mark Meek, Bill Shanky, uh, some of those guys that headed up Ameristar for so many years, is, uh, you know, Eddie always used to talk about speed of business. And especially in construction, I think his uh, exampleship in that um, was so vital to show, man, that dude was like, on fire for like, how can we streamline this thing and make it just so simple, but so precise that we can't screw it up. And uh, we've, I've tried to take a lot of that, uh, that, that terminology and those ideals uh, with me over the years, thinking all, all the time I'm thinking about speed of business, you know, for any of the business owners out there or project managers or anyone, if um, you've never done like a Six Sigma, pro, uh, Six Sigma system, or training or something like that. Things like that are so vital to um, just learning efficiencies and understanding that there's so many things we do throughout the day that are inefficient, right? Yeah, that's uh, right. Especially now with these, uh, with uh, our phones attached to our hips all, all day and all night, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, man, speed of business. I always I always hear that um, echo in my head from Eddie um, that that was one of the things that you know took him from in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, making Woodgate hardware, painting them, and then power coating them to a half a billion dollar company. I mean, that, that doesn't happen by well, accident, look, right? Look, look, at, look at business, the speed of business. Look at Nextel. What Nextel did for businesses, especially in the construction industry. Yeah. You went from there yeah. to be at a desk and answering the phone to, you could be anywhere. Chirp, chirp. I literally was running a plumbing company and a grass and fence company of my own while I was running a plumbing company all off of the next hill. Completely changed. If I, didn't have it, I don't know how I would have done it, you know? So the speed of business is, is, is important. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so what's, tell us about this method. Come on, I want to hear it. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'll break in. Hopefully everybody's got some, got a pen and paper. I got mine. <laughs> so, so the, uh, the easy way to start, is we, I call this the STAR process, right? And it's, a, it's an acronym, S-T-A-R. And the S stands for structure. The T stands for technical. The A stands for action. And the R stands for relationship. So basically what we found is, some of you guys have probably heard of like, like if you went to, they have some high school courses on this, but especially college, they do the DISC profile test, DISC. Yeah. 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 And there's now the Enneagrams <laughs> and all these, there's so many different systems out there for personality tests. Eat, uh, oh, I forgot what the other one's called. That's not the Enneagrams. The, all I know is I'm an ENFP or ENF, ENTP. I'm an ENTP. Anyways, whatever that means. So, so there's another one, right? Personality stuff. Right. But this one is for sales 
from the perspective of understanding who you're talking to and what their what their primary personality types are like. And so as I go through it, there's going to be you're going to mostly relate. Most people will relate to two of these. Right. I, I've noticed a ton of people anymore say I'm all for. OK, you probably may be all for. I'm not all for. So as I go through it, I'll tell you what mine are. Um, I'm not all for. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, some of you may say that, but there really are two primary drivers of these, of these four different personality types that you're going to most closely relate to. So I would start with the S, which is structure or stability, right? And that's the person that's got everything in order. Um, it's, you know, credentials, the structure, tradition is massively important to an S personality. Um, predictability, titles. Uh, what's what's your title at, at work, at church, at, in any of your social settings? Like, what title do you carry? Um, ownership, belonging, uh, rules are very important to structured people. Um, I, I like to break that down. Well, I'll go into that in a bit. How we find those people, but that's that's what what structure is. Okay, for a technical person, um, you're techie. Um, you got TVs on the walls everywhere i got computer screens all around me right uh you know solar you got, panels you got, yeah, exactly we, you hear me talk about that stuff gadgets stuff. yeah gadgets you got freaking phones that have phones that have airpod pros that have this that have watches that have yeah you're technical whether you want to be or not um but technical people uh value knowledge um logistic like like logical um consistency like they want things to make sense. They want the, the order of things. Doesn't mean it has to be in order, but they like the order of it. Uh, mm -hmm. Concepts, abstract concepts, simple concepts. Um, man, progress, accuracy, all these things are important to someone that's technical, okay? Then on the A, the action. Um, if you can't tell, I'm an action person first. Uh, man, you're on fire. Like you're very passionate about a lot of different things. Um, loves beauty, loves, you know, going out in nature and checking things out. Um, you know, excitement, spontaneity, uh, opportunities, man, anything that stimulates someone is action, extremely competitive. You probably an action, uh, a person, um, doesn't like to sit around. Yeah. Go getter. Right. Dan. Um, you know, if there's something that needs to be done and, <clears throat> an A-type person doesn't see anyone doing it, there's a good chance that they'll probably just be like, freaking, that's right. on my back. Or let's I can tell you right now, I'm an S and A. I'm a <laughs> I, go -getter I and you better have your shit together. I can see that, yep. And then the last <laughs> one's relationship, the R, right? Man, that's going to be someone that's empathetic, uh, really involved in ethics, morality, um, authenticity is super important to R's. Um, just ideals and that significance of like that lovey-feely stuff, um, Again, you can tell I'm I'm not an R. Surprise, surprise. Uh, almost at all, like probably with my wife and my kids. Everyone else, well, there's not much R. But uh, but that's okay because every there's a role in society. There's a role in each one of our organizations for each one of these type of people, right? Whether you're an S, a T, an A, or an R. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the breakdown of the, of the four different personality types that I've found. And like I said, you, sh you should be, as you're listening to this, you should be able to relate to probably about two of those um, pretty easily. 
And Kanan, I'd be interested to hear what you are because you're probably like a TR or something like that. Well, like that. man, listen. Maybe maybe an SR, AR? I, I think he's an AR. AR? AR. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely the action guy. Like, I would rather work than take a weekend and get away. You know what I mean? Like, that's me. Um, but I'm also like overly nice, like too nice, probably. Um, so I can, I can definitely get down with either one. So yeah, I'm AR. That's kind of cool. Ken is the guy who's worried about the little old lady who has rust on her fence. So <laughs> he's so worried about this lady. He gets a hold of the University of Tennessee heart college. Professor, you see what I'm saying? He's definitely an R. Absolutely. <clears throat> He's definitely an R. Yeah, that would but, teach you, know, you as an R. For sure. look, look at, looking at all this, it really does matter for you to recognize this in a person. And, you know, I was talking to my salesman today about this system. And if you've got somebody who's more worried about if their dog's going to get out, if their kids are going to be safe, if someone can climb the fence, he probably could give – a rat's ass about which size post you're using for the gate. So you don't talk about, oh, well, we use six by sixes on our gates and, and we use, you know, stainless steel. He, he doesn't care. You want to know what he knows? He's, he wants to make sure his rabbit's not going to get, when he gets out of the cage, it's not going to get out the fence. He wants to make sure the kids are, 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 are have their security. He's going to have his privacy. He's worried about his neighbors. If they get, if, you know, well, maybe I ought to give the pretty side of my neighbors. You know? So hold on, Nathan. Are you suggesting that we identify the customer customer as one of these? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, 100. percent Because then, I'm like, sorry. Did like, I jump the gun? Yeah. Did, yeah. No, you're great, Dan. Because Kinda. that that's exactly so in a real world world real world scenario, right? So check this yeah. out. So me being a heavy T, right? I could sit down with Mrs. Homeowner and I could be like, you know, I'm out in the yard talking to her. And I'm doing exactly what Dan's talking about. I'm like, see, you know, you know, some of these other guys might be coming at you with like, a, you know, 13 gauge core black. But, you know, I've got this eight gauge extruded uh, black wire in my shop. And, you know, we're going to use true SS20 uh, powder coated black pipe. And she's looking at me like, I have no idea what the hell you're saying. And I'm like, well, you should be excited. That's an awesome chain link fence for your dog. <laughs> and she's like, I, again, but then, but what she's telling me is she's like, I, 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 I care, but the value is not in what the specifications are, what all these other technical things that you know that I, I'm sure she's impressed because I know what a piece of fence material is, but she wants to know what Dan's talking about. She wants to know, are my dogs going to be safe? How are you going to keep my dogs? And so, in a scenario like that where you see dogs and kids and you hear that we're getting this for our dogs and kids. Well, if you can go a couple steps more, which we'll go into in a minute about how to identify um, that yeah. personality trait as soon as you walk in, most people I can figure out in about 30 seconds, specifically if I see your house or I see your office. So house or office, you can figure out which personality types you are. Okay. So tell us, like, yeah, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. So you, so you, yes. you knock on the door. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah. Nathan. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, Hey, Nathan, come in. Let me grab my shoes and blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, sure. No problem. So I step in the foyer there. Right. And, uh, I wrote, I wrote myself some notes cause there's so many different things. It's like all over the board, but if you're in an S house, right. Okay. You're going to walk up. The house is going to have no chip paint, maybe freshly painted. It's going to have clean glass 
the windows are going to be clean. Okay. Mm -hmm. If, if my wife wasn't an S, my windows would never get cleaned. Let me like be very frank with you. Um, take your shoes off at the door. That could be an S type personality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, serve guests off of a tray. So if they offer you like can, and you walk into an S person's house and, uh, you're looking around and you see a nice, there's a bookshelf, maybe an office, like a study right off the way. You kind of peek your head in and you notice that the books are color coordinated, right? They're all organized. The man, that person is an S. You already know that they like the rules. They like things to be orderly. Like it just has to be that way, right? So how do you handle um, that now that you have that information? Yeah, 100%. So you could take some, a personality like that and you're going to know, like you could talk to Hey, did you were you aware that your HOA has a covenant on your your fence, like that back fence line that backs up to a green belt? Like we, we're actually supposed to use maybe a, a a ranch rail style fence, and then we'll do a, a privacy fencing up the sides, et cetera. And stuff. So, oh yeah, I noticed some of my neighbors did that. Well, you know, Mrs. Homer, the reason that happens is because your covenants and your HOA actually says you have to build it that way. So we already are aware, you know our fence company knows the ins and outs here. We'll just take care of that for you. So your, your uh, estimate here is actually going to reflect exactly what you need to right. pass all those covenants and, and rules. <coughs> Does that make sense? Do you yeah. Feel comfortable with that? Yeah. And they're like, heck yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. And then you start to teach them the process and we're going to yeah. do this and we're going to do that. They got all exactly. the information. And, it's very, and you could go through like Canon, like with someone like that, like you're, you're, uh, if you've got an S, like I'm going to sit there and tell you exactly like I've, I tell those people straight up like terms, like right off the bat. Like, hey, once you and of course, this is my A, assumptive selling, right? So I'm like, so Canon, once you go ahead and sign this contract here, here's the next steps, what you're going to see. We're going to take a, you know, a 50% deposit. We're going to do this. We're going to call the locates in um, X number of days. When we start the project, your project's going to take two days here's how this is going to look on paper we set the post here finish the fence here blah 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 whatever that process is for you and your company i think that's also important like dan is uh demonstrated as much as he talks about all of his processes just on the show um man is is fence guys and gals we've got to be better with um treating our work and our businesses like a business like this is a trade Dan yes said that. i'm super passionate about that um you know everybody always gives me a hard time at fence tech and stuff for literally having like one of the longest badges there it's now it's comical because the damn thing hand, hangs down past my waist um and like i bring it home because my wife's like that that's funny you wear that the whole time and i'm like yeah I know, I know it's so stupid but the point being is i want everyone to be better like i want all of you guys listening to this and watching this to like be better professionals in our industry which is only going to push the industry up and if we can all go up you know uh uh mr fence and some of these other guys have been talking about that i know we talked about this in nebraska uh with mark and some of them like that's so important because what you guys are doing, even with the show, just making us all better, but actively talking about that, actively pushing people. My, my goal is to see this industry and this business become uh, known as another trade. So we're going to be in the same boat one day as plumbers, as electricians, as all these other guys that have to go to school, that have to do this stuff. Because, damn it, if, you, if you've ever built a fence, 
and you've built it the right way, it's not easy, right? There's a lot of knuckleheads, like like Dan and I were talking, like chucking the trucks, right? Hey, there's a lot of you. Guys, some of you chucking the trucks might be on the on the thing right now, and that's okay because one day you won't be a chucking the truck, right? But right. we got to be better than that. We got to we got to figure out how we can take this information and show our customers that we're professionals, and then, like I said, as an industry, just continue to go. So huge tangent, but that did not have to do with the S house. Well, hopefully that, uh, <laughs> I got the other three too. So we can no, man, it just shows you're passionate, you know? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, so, so, so basically in a nutshell, what we're doing is we're working our way into their back pocket and trying to get that yep. wallet out. So, yep. Hey, you're a stretcher guy. I, I, I've identified that within the first 30 seconds. So, Hey, look, before I leave, let me, let me just tell you that when you hire us, because you assume the sale, this is what we do. This is what's going to happen. Yep. This is the next step. This is that step. This is this step. And look, these are our terms and conditions. This is how we. This is how we run our business because we have processes and procedures, just like your household has processes and procedures. I can tell. You know, Absolutely. I like it. So yep. technical. What if I run up on a on a tech guy like yourself? What do Man, I do? you're gonna know. You're gonna know as soon as you come up. So a technical person, they may have multiple cars. They may have a tricked out car. If they're not into cars, there's going to be something else that gives a technical person away. Um, very often, it's going to be computers. You're going to see a computer in their house. If they have like a Honda Civic, like a like a 2004 Honda Civic outside, you roll inside a technical person's house, and they have an 85-inch um, okay. OLED and all this other stuff. Go ahead. All right. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I want to get the elephant out of the room. Did you go into people's houses on a fence estimate? Sometimes. Sometimes. If they invite me in, I will. I will for sure. So listen, is it? Uh, so I struggle with that, man. Okay, I, I struggle with this, you know. And honestly, when I show up, I know good and damn well we're working in the backyard, right? And I don't want to knock on the front door. I want to knock on the back door. That's sure. where the that's where the business is going to happen. Uh, you feel what I'm saying there? Like yeah, absolutely. It also, I think it also depends on um, your community, like where yeah. you're at in the United States. Yeah, so I get that. They're, they're, there's got to be some other people in other places. I'm out of Oklahoma. Like, we all friends down here. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean everybody's like, do you want to do you want water? And, you know, I used to say, no, nah, I'm fine. You know, but again, like I've had to learn. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. But there's still things you're going to see. So a technical person, let's say you're on a technical person. Like, like I said, with my house, you come into my backyard, you'll know I, I'm a technical person because I've got a flat screen TV on the back porch wall with a sound bar. Heck yeah. I mean, yeah, you got solar like that panels, doesn't say more technical got, than yeah. that, you know, like you got freaking Roku's hanging off of it and crap, I, I, you know, eh, whatever. But there, so there, again, there's gonna be giveaways. They may have uh, smart watches, right? Um, they could already have AirPods or some type of headphones in or something. Yeah, yeah. But you'll, know, you'll, you'll kind of catch the drift of someone that's, you know, technical, uh, especially they're going to have fancy something fancy, something gadgety. They'll have solar panels running every god awful thing in the yard. Like Dan, I mean, probably going to say you're a little technical, whether you want to do it or not. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> technical. So that'd be a technical oh, person's house. So how do you sell to that person? Yeah, um, it's pretty straightforward. They want the details. So, like, especially I love figuring out once I figure out someone's technical. They'll also say things, Canon, that will be very like obvious that they want the information. Like I go to sell someone an electric gate 
and we're talking about their entryway or or it's an HOA and they're you know they're thinking about hey we've got a new HOA here we want to figure out how to add gates and a call box then they start asking questions you immediately know they're like so what kind of power requirements do you have on the system you know like man you technical i'm gonna yeah 120 you know 120 volt uh, ac 20 dedicated right. it's probably the best way to do that and i would probably run it off here there's a meter on the other side and they're like oh did you know that i go well i have eyes <laughs> so long you know i mean it's yeah. but but hey here's the thing teach your guys that if your sales guys don't know the technical stuff and run against a technical person you are dead and they're not technical dead in the water a technical person yeah. will can either be your best customer or they can be a freaking nightmare engineers are the worst people if you're an engineer watching this you're the worst people in the world because <laughs> there's even, why because i don't even work dudes, for engineers all they always know more than us we're just so dumb oh, nathan no, so nathan dumb. i've got a deal when i go to somebody's house or when i used to go to somebody's house I would always say, oh, so what do you do for a living? <laughs> and I was trying to find out, are you an, an, a, an attorney? Are you an engineer? I, yeah, I need real. to know these things. That's it's a real. good question. That's a good question to help identify. You know, it's, oh, man, what do you do for a living? And some people are like, yeah. oh, well. And when you feel that they're a little uncomfortable, so I meet people every day, all day long, and I just find it really fascinating what people do you know, to pay their bills and, and, yeah. and what they do in life and what makes the world up. And it makes them feel comfortable. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I work down at the nursing home. And but you're like, ah, oh, yeah, great. You know, you're at the nursing home. <laughs> yep. You're a relationship person. We're going to talk yep. about. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't use this star structure that you have, but I always ask people what they do for a living. And it kind of leads me down a road and I eventually get on the right path through conversation. You know, 100 percent. You'll always be drawn. Your personality is always going to draw you to certain types of field certain types of activities that you spend your time doing you know and there's more um i've got a whole bunch of stuff to go with this i can send you guys for like show notes and stuff like that if you if you guys want to share that out but i've got a good one page a pdf that breaks down all of the different aspects of like how you communicate with me like what i like and, and what i don't like and stuff like that but i've got it in a one sheet you can literally you guys are old school and you still do binders or something like that. I mean, you can like, you can hand this out to the guys on a, on a team meeting Look, day or hey, something. Hey, Nathan, we had, we had a hurricane go through Baton Rouge. It went right up Lafayette and, or hit, hit the, I forget how it hit, but it went up through Baton Rouge, which is fairly close to me. First thing I did, I went right down to the LSU store right here in town. I put a big LSU sticker across the, the sun visor in my truck. <laughs> I put an LSU plate on the front of it. I had an LSU guy on my antenna, decked it out. That's awesome. <laughs> Drove an hour and a half to Baton Rouge and started selling jobs. You know? Yep. So. Oh, oh, you one of us, Mr. Fensky? Oh, Let's go, yeah. bro. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a that's a simple thing of uh, sales is creating commonality, like finding common ground and stuff like that. Yeah. I had one the other. I had one um, around Christmas time. It was great. And uh, I was wearing, uh, I'm a uh, New England Patriots fan, right? And I was wearing my Pats hat. And uh, I'm, uh, the wife came outside. We're talking about her gate and opener and all that stuff. Husband comes out like, hey, what's up, man? And then he goes, oh, hell no. He's got to go. And, <laughs> and I go, is he a Dolphins or a, or, or a, a Bills fan? 
And he's like, oh, I'm a Bills fan. I mean, pissed. Like, this guy's on a 10 instantly. <laughs> I was like, hey, listen, man, we're, we're all a long way away from home. I was like, you know, it's all good. I say, hey, we suck anymore. We don't have Tom Brady. And he's like, yeah, that's right. It's our year. And so we started talking about – so I know something about the Bills, right? So I'm acting like Josh Allen's the greatest thing ever. And yeah. He's like, all right, all right, this Pat's guy's okay. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I just need you to say I'm okay because your wife's signing the contract right now. So, let's go. And she's like, she's like, well, all right, he doesn't hate you, so I'm going to go ahead. Let's. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Sold the job. I mean, of course. But, but I mean, that did create it, – it was awkward for about 10 seconds. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, wow, this guy is not really an hour. passionate about the Buffalo Bills. And he – I mean, he's Bills Mafia hardcore. He does not like me already. Like, so I is that agree. is that an action guy? Like, hey, I see the other color and I hate him. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a he's competitive. Like, here's here's how you know that because action people are competitive and they don't like to lose. Yeah. Well, their franchise had twenty years of losing. <laughs> not only that, they went to a few Super Bowls and just lost and that lost and really, lost. That, that Right? So he's just he's just habitually pissed off then. <laughs> Probably. Hey, should have been hey. your last year though. I mean the Pats kind of. Hey Nathan, up. Nathan, check this out. My uh, I guess future father-in-law, Pepper's dad, he is a die-hard Bills fan, and he has been a season ticket holder for like thirty years. He's got a plaque on his wall. I've had season tickets for thirty years. He lives in Orlando. Goes to one game a year. And his wow. nephews and stuff have his have his tickets. Yeah, they okay. moved down to Buffalo, and so now he's got me watching Buffalo every week. That's awesome. So it's infectious, yeah. man. I mean, you know, it just shows really anything. I mean, you know, the same the same idea you said, Dan, with the your idea of putting all that Bayou Bengal stuff all over your vehicle yeah. to go over to Baton Rouge signing contracts. I come back to Mandeville, I pull up in these people's driveway, and uh, they, uh, they're like, oh, you're an LSU fan? And I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, oh, we're, we're, we're from Alabama. And I'm like, you know what? I just like losers, okay? Y'all win all the time. We lose all the time. It's okay. But guess what? You're such a good winner. You're going to win the day by hiring me to do your fence because you have the best fence in the neighborhood. So you just Dan keeps about 17 different ball caps in his, in yeah, his back exactly. seat. And when he pulls up, he's like, is that an LSU yeah, flag? Okay. Is this a house divided? Shit. Is this, is this roll <laughs> tight? <laughs> I don't know which hat to wear. Got the bulldogs up here? Or what's happening? <laughs> Latte? That's funny. So on an A-type personality, yeah. um, when you get to their house or their business, they're going to have – uh, like in their house, right as you walk in, they're going to have pictures of <laughs> exotic places, vacations. They're going to have like adventure. Something's going to scream adventure. It may even scream adventure on their shirt. You know, they may have um, uh, in their office, they may be a hunter and they'll have uh, exotic like, you know, busts and stuff like that. That You're like, where did you get that? You know, um, if they have money, an A-type personality, you're going to know that they have money. That's an easy way to tell an A. You'll find that in their vehicles. They're going to drive a nice vehicle. They're going to do all these different things, probably some type of sports car potentially or something luxury, very common for an A-type personality. Um, the new Bronco. 
the, <laughs> I, I, for the, yeah, I do have a new Bronco on order one day. It's coming. I don't know when it's coming, but you know, that's a, a sore subject in the Downs household right now because <laughs> we ordered that thing a year ago, actually almost to the day and uh, no vehicle. So anyways, I, I digress. Um, trophies, man, trophies, awards, you know, it's going to be littered everywhere. You're going to have A-type personalities that are going to have weird crap in their offices. I just wanted to take a minute to get <laughs> the helmet. I mean, that's a, that's a sign of an A. What is that thing? That is a, that is a handmade replica. Oh, so I'll put it over here. Of the uh, helmet uh, Maximus wears in Gladiator. Yeah. Um, and it was actually it was actually a gift um, from a men's ministry uh, that I helped start uh, over a decade ago. It looks heavy. It is heavy. It's awesome. I mean, I think, it's, I don't think you can actually use it for real. Like, if what do you got, Dan? Let me pull this out in a while. <laughs> Nathan can't see me, but I got my I crown. On. He's got his there Burger King crown on. It's very crazy. Yeah, that's weird talking about that. But trophies, uh, that's A-type personality. Um, most A-type personalities, if they have room in their house, man, they're going to have, like, game rooms and crap. Maybe theaters. Like, that's the that's the jam, the gig. They want to have a good time. Um, outdoor living spaces might be an A-type personality. If it's if, – you'll notice things about it. They're a little over the top, right? Yeah. Um, what do you yeah. think? We see a bunch of like a military, like like go army or, or a bunch of military. Say it, it depends on the it depends on the age anymore. Uh, I'm a vet myself, and I think the I think that that is kind of being an A personality doesn't mean you're like some machismo, if that makes sense. So it doesn't mean like you're a you know war fight um, any of that stuff. Um, a is more about the action end of it, but I think a lot of people, if they've had success in the military or sustained success over a period of time, um, I, I would probably say that if they retired, they're more S yeah, they're than anything else. Because um, there's someone like me that did, I, you know, did the four and got out. Um, man, I'm too much of an A. A type people want freedom. That ain't the military. Like, let's just be honest, right? So, yeah, most um, lifelong military people are structured. Yeah, their grass, their grass so, is cut twice a week. Yeah, so so yeah. when they get out, like I even look at my one of my older brothers. So he retired from the Coast Guard, right? And when he got out, um, we both went to work uh, at Walmart, and uh, he immediately went to TSA when they launched TSA after nine eleven. And uh, it was hilarious because then he retired from TSA 10 years later, double pension, because that dude's a structure machine, right? Like, that's the only <laughs> environment he could thrive in, and he killed it. I mean, in what he did, because it was so structured, so, like, he just had to have things. And, uh, yeah, even to this day, like, you walk in his house, again, you walk in his house, and, I mean, I think that it is dumb. Like, stuff is so precise, he gets... Like, I'll go around and I'll be like, yeah, all right, I'll lay that book down there, turn this here. And he's like, hey, did you move that helmet? Yeah, yeah I did. I'm going to put it back. I mean, that's my brother. <laughs> he just cuts me out going, dude, don't do that. 
that's my stuff. Yeah. He's got curio cabinets, and they're all like he's a lighthouse Coast Guard guy, right? So all these lighthouses are perfectly like pristine, like it's like vacuum sealed. I'm like, dude, you're a freak. Again, I'm not an S like he is, so I don't necessarily relate on that level. But if it's a customer, you're not going to call him a freak. You're going to be like, oh, okay. If you're not S, you're like, all right. This person likes things orderly. They like things neat. Talk about how your fence, how your gate, how your whole setup is going to be like, man, you know, we really pride ourselves, Canon, on making the the straightest damn fence you've seen. You know, um, this is how we do it. We use these materials to really kind of keep that structure straighter, longer, better. They're done. They're like, all right, I don't need to see anybody else. Just... Pull up the contract. Finish it. So, and then the R, um, the R person. They're they're the one that immediately is asking you. Like, we show up. Cannon's like, hey, you need something to drink? You're being the Mister Nice Guy. You know, warm greetings. It's awesome. Picture, pictures everywhere. Lots of R's love pictures. Pictures of their families. Pictures of uh, you know gatherings, good times, candles, potpourri. Um, can also be ours in an office or a, or a home environment. Um, you know, clean but lived in. You know, they're not so structured, but they like structure enough. A lot of ours that have families are going to be more on the side of maybe having minivans, uh, big SUVs and stuff. That's going to be like your R-type personality will be drawn to those things because it's very practical. It's very pragmatic. You know, they're like, this makes sense. It makes me feel good. I can fit all my kids and all their friends in one vehicle. You know, the same reason my wife watching is always like, I have to have a third row. Honey, that third row don't ever get you. She's like, he's got to have a third row. I'm like, for what? And she's like, for things. For the third row. I okay. So I don't fight that battle. We just get a third row. She doesn't want a minivan. She doesn't want a minivan yet. We're working on that. But she wants a third row. So that kind of stuff. Holiday decorations are big for ours. They love holidays. I mean, they're like going all out on decorating stuff and all that. Lots of kids. Um, and like I said, the offer and the drink, that's an easy way to figure out how much of an R someone is, is how fast they offer you something to drink. Because it's a very, it's a very soft thing to extend courtesy to someone that you don't know. Um, but it makes them feel good, right? Like there's a lot of... Yeah just in instant gratification for that person for doing good for helping others um and it's very noble but it, but it helps you identify like okay they're going to be that security focus they're, so i need to find out with an r type person with their project like what is the thing like why are they like they're real driven on the why right so once you find out the why you just talk about that i mean you could close that and like three minutes you're like yeah let me work up this price because you're already gonna buy it because this is why we're gonna do it they're like oh great you know <laughs> so nathan do you sell on the site on site that's a good question not normally um it, it it depends um it depends i probably would if our system wasn't set up so well where we had a process to go through that needs to hit certain check marks to to push along the project every time I, I like if i if it's something small and something simple like not a whole project but like let's say it's a repair or something like that i know it's going to be you know whatever it is um not super cheap but you know not real expensive 
I'll throw a price out there because I know I can pull out my phone and go like, all right, yeah, I want to pay the guys this. We'll do this. Materials are this. You know, hey, here's your price, Cameron. It's X number of dollars. Right. Um, I'll sell it on the site for sure, like right on the spot, and then and then kick it over in the system and do all that. But no, typically because we have a system in place and have a process to do it, it does make it difficult. And that's one of the problems with as you grow as a business too. Like getting away, even the last six years here at Empire, the day I started, you could imagine, like, Kanan, that's a good question, bro. I was out there with, like, hold on, I got to find, look, I, I think I, hold on, I think I have one, hold on. You got to see this, because this is, this is, Dan, uh, what are you thinking about? Yeah. So check this out. Look, we don't use these anymore, so we have stacks and stacks of these. But this is funny. So the first day I started, we were going out. It's this job estimate, and it's got, like, their info. And you draw the picture right here. And then it's got the old school terms on it, right? So I was walking around. Where's my – I have a no. I have a, a – is, is that a white, yellow, pink deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a two-copy, right? So they get the yellow copy, and I would get the white. And this clipboard <laughs> with the calculator right here, I, this is fancy stuff right here. I like I it. I would sit there and I would talk to him and I'd be like, oh, okay. You want that? Oh, well, it's going to be X dollars. It's $4,000. <laughs> Just sign right here. And they'd be like, oh, great. Thanks. I'm like, yeah, give me a check. Let's go. Then I rip this off. I'll be like, oh, thank you so much. We're so excited. See you in a week. You know, here's yeah. your yellow sheet, Cannon. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hey, Dan, are you still there? I think we lost his audio, his, uh, his mic. I can see Dan. So, 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 uh, what's he? He said he can't unmute his mic. Hit your little button down here. Is it flashing? All right, do, do this. Do this. Go to your gearbox. Click on another mic, like your built-in mic. Hold on, guys. We've got to help Dan through this process. <laughs> How about now? Can you hear me? There yeah. It is. I did the same thing to me that it does to you. Now, if you want to switch back to your Yeti, you can. I am on my Yeti. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah, we used to do the same thing. Can't... Uh, uh, Nathan, you know, had a three-part. Customer got one. I got one. You know, one went in the, in the job ready file, whatever it was. Yep. Yep. You know, now I got a remarkable. Well, you know, you saw me doing it. Yep. Now I got yep. a remarkable with a PDF in it. I just keep duplicating it. I draw it on there. I just I, I can't get away from the drawing. Call me old I school. Know. I know. But it's just so much easier for me to draw it, make notes, yes. put it on there, make it all look professional than trying to do an so, arrow and put text. Yeah, man. Some of our guys, they're using um, PDF uh, editors and stuff like that on our iPads. <laughs> and I, I'm with you, Dan. I, I still draw mine. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this is how you guys use this program. And then I'm over here drawing it by hand. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I'm not as techy as I am, I know. As techy as I am, man, it's 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 crazy. 
I know. I, I mean, it, it's – I just can't do it. I just – for some reason, I just can't – I can't get CAD drawings down. I, I just – it for some reason, it doesn't click with me. So I draw them out, and I mean, I feel, maybe it's my, my last hole on the fence business because I'm slowly – moving into that i just run a business every day and right. everybody else is fencing and maybe that's my last hole no i gotta do the contracts <laughs> i feel you man i feel you you know so hey uh we we've had a few comments not very many um dan hardy was here vp indy in the hizzy uh <laughs> vice president nathan downs in the hizzy? I, I believe that's what he's trying to that's what it is. relay from Kansas. Are you the vice president? I am of the Midwest uh, fence chapter. Of the but you're going to be president chapter. next year, huh? Yeah, correct. So our VPs turned to president. We're president elects. So for 2022 and 2023, I'll be the president of the Midwest chapter of the AFA. That's, that's nice, man. Put that on the resume. That's <laughs> hot. That's hot. <laughs> so, uh, Joe Everest so, was here taking notes a little earlier. Yeah, I saw that. Um, hey, Dan, I wonder, I wonder how much, uh, how much would we have to pay Joe to have him hang out with us? I don't know, man. He charges by the minute, so. Yeah, yeah. About like dance. It's yeah. Well, you know. Simply, you you get these text message strings and just. <laughs> so. Apparently it stops at midnight. Well, how much was it? How much was it? Uh, it was like sixty-four text messages times seven cents or four cents or what? Four cents. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, inside joke, kids. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. So apparently, uh, I sent Pepper to uh, two dollars and fifty cents last night, and I was on camera with y'all getting ready for the night. And I didn't. She, I didn't put any money on her card. So she gets there and she's like, "Decline." And she's like, "What?" So she's trying to call me. Well, I got my phone off so I can talk to y'all. So she's like, "Oh, screw it! I'll just use the Amex." So she uses Amex, and she spent like one hundred fifty-eight dollars at Mexican. I didn't realize she bought six top-shelf margaritas to bring home. So it you was really hard for kids. So it, it runs up. Anyway, you can, buy, uh, you can buy a margarita and bring it home. Oh yeah, in Louisiana. We're in Louisiana, man. So the cops even pull you over and go, "You've been drinking?" They're like, "You got some." <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dan, uh, so, so so these text messages that charge four cents a text, where do they come from? Are the customers texting you or? No. So any automated. So for those of you that don't know, I just got a new phone system and. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I was able to pull some uh, recordings today of, of phone calls and sit down with my salesman, listen to him, say, see right here, this is what you should have done. See what the lady was pushing you this way. You know, so you should have grabbed hold of that, took advantage of that, using this system. You know, she was more worried about her dog. And you're over here telling her, well, yeah, we got these tropical storm force wind proof posts. She didn't care about that. You know, now if you would have told her, look, we got these posts that aren't going to have the fence fall over on Fluffy, she would have been all over it. Right. It's all on how you sell it, you know. So we were kind of picking apart his uh, his stuff today, and um, 
and so forth and uh, using this phone system. Well, anyway, this phone system has a lot of automation and it integrates with my CRM. So as I move people through the workflow, when I move them into a workflow, it automatically sends them a text message. You know, hey, we're working on you. You're, you're in our estimating process. You'll have a quote within the next day or two. Hey, your price has been set. Check the email, you know. So whenever you do an automated text, it's four cents. Well, apparently, Pepper, uh, my Amex, because I've got so many Amexes out there. All my guys have Amexes. I've got it set that if you spend more than a dollar, I get a text message. Somebody just swiped, you know, because I've, I've had it compromised. Well, she swipes this card, and it's after hours, and I get the text message saying, hey, somebody's used their Amex. <laughs> so my program automatic response to it says, hey, thank you for calling. Thank you for texting the fence king, but we're closed right now. <laughs> well, apparently Amex has an automation too. An automation <laughs> says, hey, we no longer take text messages here at Amex. Please call our customer service. And blah, 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 blah. So it sends that text back. Within my text goes, hey, thanks for calling the fence king. <laughs> so they're having a conversation. So we had these two this, automated bots. same yeah, the same, so while, the same I'm on the, while I'm on camera with y'all, my computer's going ding, ding. <laughs> seven, and seven cents a pop, right? Four, four cents a pop. Four cents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so then next thing you know, I see Nathan's over there with his with his phone, and he's like, like what are you doing, Nathan? I'm figuring out how much this is going to cost you by 8 a.m. when you open the bar. So what do you mean when you said it cuts off at midnight? Uh, it, it stopped at midnight, so I don't know if – is that like the old Verizon thing? Like calls and texts are free after nine o'clock? Is that what that means? <laughs> I don't know, man. But, hey, listen, man. If you're gonna, uh, if you want to do business with us, I'm gonna need you to do it at like one a.m. Uh, yeah, because after <laughs> 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 yeah, otherwise, so, it just well, costs man, a little bit more. System is is, is 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 badass. I'm loving it. Um, it's dropping recordings of every phone call into the activity under the customer. So then you just kind of click on it, edit it, type in the notes that you took. And if you want to listen to the conversation to go with the notes, uh, we haven't set up all the web hooks to do the, uh, the automated texts, text yet. But we've got, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I can have my text open and my, my Google Drive and just drag photos over, sends it, boom, sends it. It's a... Uh, yeah. Total T. Yeah. So <laughs> talking about T's, I ordered some more cameras for my yard because I had some blind spots and I like to do. So I haven't been in my yard in probably three months. I just pull my cameras up and I'm like, okay, I got it. All right, I got this man. That man. So, <laughs> um, so uh, we had to get a couple more cameras because there were some areas I couldn't count. And, um, I got an Echo 5 that came with the cameras. So we got the Echo 5 set up. So the day I was like, uh, Alexa, show me the lumber shed. <laughs> Pulled up the camera. I was like, yeah, my guy Zach was like, what the hell? <laughs> That's awesome. And then I was like, hey, what is that? Well, it's like, a, oh, shit. My Alexa just pulled up the lumber shed. Alexa, stop. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> So I pull it up on the, I got a 65 inch on the wall. So I pull up the camera on that and I'm looking at it. And my guy Zach's like, what are you doing? 
I'm like, man, we gotta, we're running a business here. We need technology, you know? So I got to pull it up on the 65 and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, all right, I got this. Turned it off and I mean, I got everything on the web sitting right in front of me on, on the 65 inch on the wall. So we're pretty uh, techy over here. Everything. You know, we rarely go out to jobs and measure unless it's new construction. Amen. You know? Well, guys, I guess uh, I guess we can wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. Unless you guys have any questions or anything. It's pretty, like I said, hopefully it's it's helpful. Um, the system, it's good to go back. It takes a couple times to really kind of dissect some of the, you know, the different processes and stuff. But. I have a question for you, Nathan. Have you ever... Have you ever, you know, tried to sell a job, or had a had had another salesman talking about a customer, and you're like, "Well, they didn't. You you you, you approached it all wrong because you used yeah. your suit." Yeah, like, man, that, that lady was more worried about this. And have you ever like, let me call her? You know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I did have that happen at the company I worked for um, previously when I was the manager over there and had had a, a young guy. It was the son of the owner and uh, real technical. Like he was a TA. I mean, he was technical to the core and he came back. It was like, man, this is, you know, eight years ago now, seven years ago. And it was like a, uh, like a, a $25,000 fence job. So in Oklahoma, $25,000 fence job, is a freaking big deal, right? Right. And uh, and this is like I said, seven years ago. So I'm sitting there going, "Oh man, all right. Well, what happened?" And he was telling me, and it just kind of, it just kind of felt something felt off about it, Dan. And I said, hey, "Why don't we call her? Um, tell her we need to check a couple things with the measurements because she had some real specific things. How she wanted, she wanted a horizontal fence. This was back before horizontal fences were." massively popular like they are today yeah. right and uh you know we weren't really sure we we were talking through and he had some ideas on how to build it and i i kind of countered with some actual practical like pragmatic things of like okay well that's a great idea but in the real world like with our tools that we actually have like our right. framing guns and, and coil guns and all like we can't do that so so we called her back and uh you know, he said, hey, yeah, I actually had him call Dan. And I said, hey, call her back. See if we can go out there. Tell her you're going to bring me. Say, I'm going to bring the, you know, our, our sales manager out. We just want to look a couple things, answer any other questions. And she was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I had another fence company come out. And they had done the same thing that he had did. Like, like just went total technical, like information heavy. So she would. So we get out there and I'm, I, I, saying absolutely nothing because I want to see I want to see how those two are interacting because I'm teaching him at the same time right and uh, she's like going in like I just want it to be like if we put a gap in it like I want the gap to be even and I want to understand like how can I keep my privacy but then I have a dog and this that and the other and I'm I'm saying nothing and he's going back to, well, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, I, we can, I can order the guy's spacers online. And I'm like, she don't care how you're going to build it. That's not what she's asking. She's yeah. asking for, you know, I want this yeah. look, but I want, so I said, 
I said, Mrs. Klein, I say, I said, that's a beautiful fence idea. I said, I'm, I'm really digging your concept here, like, right? Like, no one's doing this. And I said, what if we went, and so they were talking six foot tall. And I said, what if we went eight foot tall, right? And we did like a privacy on the bottom. So there's no gapping or anything like that. But once I get up to six foot, then what if we started doing that space design? But instead, let's use heavier wood and do alternating sizes so you get that unique look that you're looking for. We can do it out of cedar, but you're going to get that, you know, it's going to keep your, I forgot, she had like a schnauzer or two schnauzers. And I was like, it's going to keep the dogs in. They're not going to see everything on the outside. So they're not going to be yipping and yapping. And she's like, oh yeah, I, I hate that. And right. I'm like, so it'll eliminate that for the most part. But then as we go up higher, we put some spacing in there. It'll, it'll provide even more security. It'll provide more privacy. But by leaving the gaps, and I'm thinking like leaving the gaps larger, like an inch or something, it's still going to allow the light to come through and all this stuff. And she's like, that sounds awesome. And I'm like, well, it's like 33,000 to do that. And she's like, and I said, but I was, as we were talking, I already wrote up the contract. And, uh, yeah, if you want to give us a deposit now, I mean, we could probably take, I, I, you know what I'll do? I'll do you a, a solid today since we're kind of in a hurry. We'll take a deposit for 15, get out of your hair and go from there. And she's like, that sounds great. And she's like, and he was like, how, what happened? And I was like, oh, she, <laughs> just, she just was talking a different language. You know, it's like right. one person speaking English and the other speaking Spanish. And this person speaking French and this person speaking Italian. Well, right. we can kind of understand the words, and most people can kind of figure out the like some type of uh, conversation flow. But until they started talking to like when she, I heard her saying talking about those dogs, and I'm not a structured person on that end, but I am understanding, and I'm going, oh, okay, this is this is what like I see what she wants. She wants security, and she wants the dogs to be okay. Yeah. But she also wants, because she's structured, she also wants it to be beautiful. She wants it to be something like yeah. that no one has seen before and stuff. And that's on one of our main arterial streets. And even to this day, that fence looks awesome. Um, and it's just, you know, like I said, it was just a hybrid brainchild. And we even upsold it because then we were, instead of having that weird chemistry going on there, we were able to actually like go right to like, what do you want? Now I'm going to sell you to what you want. And it wasn't just a sell or upsell. I mean, you know, I hear people talk about it all the time. Like we, if you're a salesperson and you like to sell, you're always going to be like, Oh, I upsold that person. But I always look at it as I just find more value that I can add to their project. And I'm going to freaking kill that. Like I'm like, I don't give a crap about selling, but what's funny is I care so much about selling, you know, it's right. very like, it sounds like you care. And I'm like, well, I do care. Because I want to help that person genuinely, but then I know that, and this is the A personality, right? I know my idea is better, so you just should do that idea. Well, now I need to figure out how do I tell you that without sounding like I just sounded, right? Right. Because like my wife has to tell me all the time, you should soften that down a little bit. I'm like, it's mm, a good idea. I should probably soften it down. <laughs> <laughs> but we've had we've had a lot of scenarios over the years. I mean, I know I. I had stuff like that pop up um, when I was at Ameristar, you know, working inside sales, traveling out in the fields with some of my sales guys. I, I uh, helped cover the western half of the United States. And, man, I tell you what, Dan, going out there, 
and meeting with these other fence owners um, that were massive companies. I mean, just, you know, they're kind of a big deal in fence, right? I could start naming some names. We'd be like, oh, name dropper. But like meeting with these guys and understanding like where they're at and then seeing the personality types and understanding how we as a manufacturer or even through distribution weren't serving to what their desire was and utilizing just a few of those things to be like, hey, well, you know, if my team does this, like if we do this in the office, maybe this will help with the relation for this. And uh, man, it really did. There's a handful of people that I can remember, even to this day, that still we know each other, right? And we have a great relationship because of what happened, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where, you know, I, I said something and I stood behind what I said and, you know, we took care of it and, and did our part and did the right thing, you know, in the end. And, you know, that goes a long way, especially goes a long way for our clients, right? Integrity is very important. Again, I think that goes back to, it's the difference between the chuck and the truck, the dudes with some, you know, with a pickup truck and, uh, you know, a couple tools and stuff like that and in and an actual company to be able to have that integrity, put our fence signs up there and, uh, man, just, just be better um, than everybody else. And then hopefully everybody around us sees that we're better and they want to get better, right? Their competition comes out and then we all get better together. Right. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I was a chuck in the truck when I started. It's not a bad thing. You just got to make sure that my biggest thing, and this is a whole nother like conversation we could have, but for the chuck and the trucks out there, you have to set yourself up to become a business one day. And that is the biggest problem in our industry is too many people. If you're an owner operator, you do not give yourself that margin to, to, to be more than what you are today. Right. You know, yeah, it's there's really easy. We all we all we all see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Got to have that margin, man. If you don't have the margin, you can't ever grow. I hear, I see people on our um, our Facebook pages, right? They're like, I want to hire a guy, but I can't. And I'm already sitting there thinking, man, I bet you your margins suck, or you're not selling it with a margin that would support actually having a business, right? Right. Right. Because you're you're thinking it as what's my cost. And in reality, your cost should have been like you had a crew, like you had crews and treat it like you want it to be in a year or two. And, and you know, fake it till you make it right. They always there's lots of books about that stuff. But in, especially in construction and stuff like that, I think. What did you just say, though? Go back, go back, go back. Which part? Fake it till you said, make it. No, you make be- it. before that, treat it like like a, a, a few years out. What did you say? Yeah, treat it. Treat, treat your business like. It's uh, like the size and, and what you want it to be a year or two from now. So like, kind of like Matt Warner tells you, you know, he says, dress for the job you want, not the one you have. Absolutely. So with that being said, price your jobs like you have three crews. Yeah. And like you have yep. that overhead. Yep. Because then you'll you'll have the money to have it. Absolutely. You and will that's, not that's, have the resources, Dan, you're right. That's solid and information right there. experience that as you, uh, you know, morphed over the years and grew your business and stuff right you you start to see a certain point where you're like all right so i've got to change something here what am i going to change and how am i going to do it i mean the easy thing to do is is treat it like you had another crew add that expense in there and raise your price now it may only be whatever it is five percent or something like that it's it's probably not as much as you think if you do if you're out there hustling and doing in the hard work and stuff 
But um, yeah, I mean, we're in a market, guys, where in, in our market, this is amazing. We have almost 200 fence companies wow. in the Tulsa area. Wow. And with that being said, we only have a million people in our Metroplex. So you can imagine the competition is very high. Yep. But it's, it's not. <laughs> so when you hear me say that, you're like, how is it not? I mean, there is that many dudes with a fence company or roofing and fence or landscaping and fence. And right. I mean, there is tens and ten, dozens and dozens and dozens. And I've got a list that I started. Right. But how many real fence companies are there? Just just a handful. Right. A couple. Yeah. Two dozen. Maybe. Probably about two dozen. Because everyone else doesn't treat it like a business. Yeah. It's just a thing. Or it's their thing. It's their job. They don't own a business. They own a job. You know, if they don't go to work tomorrow, they ain't getting paid. Right. But anyway, that's not a business. That's a job. Right. That's a whole other conversation that we could talk it for hours about. <laughs> I love it, Nathan. I love it. But look, we are so, we have over exceeded our time, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you got a lot of great points there at the end. And yeah, we just have to resurface yeah. and do it later. Yeah, for sure. Anytime, guys. Appreciate you having me on. And like I said, hopefully some people learn some stuff. If anybody I did. has any questions or whatever, hit me up on Facebook or that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Friend request me and send me a message. And like I said, I'll get you guys the uh, uh, that one sheet I have um, for this, so you can put it in your show notes and stuff like that. Send it out. Yeah, that'd be great, man. That'd be great. You yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, Nathan. Hey, I ho hope we can do it again for real. Uh, you're a great, great guest, and we appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, guys. Man. Nice meeting you. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, guys. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Y'all keep on fencing.